Hey, floppers, it's that time again, the witching hour. And you know what that means. Another Flophouse mini-episode, or mini-sode, or mini-soda, if you think this is a soda. It's not, though. It's a podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Elliot Kalen, and joining me are two handsome hunks of the heart waves, and they'll name their own names right now. What are your names, dudes? Uh, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm a handsome heart wave, Stuart <laughs> Wellington. Uh, hey, you guys look a little uncomfortable. Why don't you take those shirts off and well, stay a while? Hey, okay, let me just, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable let me just peel the shirt off. Wait, I it gave got you, stuck I, in all my chest hair. Okay. You, you asked whether you should just totally drive this one and like just from the start, just kick it off. And we're like, yeah, we trust you. And then immediately you got creepier than I ever saw you before. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really going for a uh, this the same feel as those Calvin Klein commercials they pulled off the air years ago where they yeah. were interviewing shirtless models next to ladders in basements. Yeah. Do you remember those? No, I do. They were gross. They, they were, were really upsetting. gross and creepy. And Guys, you're like, why do you have so many ladders in the basement? Like, it's not, how tall is that basement going to be? <laughs> yeah. well, it's a huge ceiling. basement. They are painting the ceiling. It's Michelangelo's basement. He's always painting the ceiling. So, uh-huh. guys. with nunchucks. Now, normally. Painting <laughs> 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 with this- the blood of his enemies. <laughs> uh, guys, on the Flophouse, normally, as our regular listeners know, and if you're not a regular listener, this may not be the best episode to start with, or maybe it will be. Let's find out. We usually watch a bad movie, and all three of us, and then we talk about it. And then we do a lot of other stuff, too. Today, however, it's a mini-episode. That means we didn't all watch a movie, but I watched a movie. That's right. It's another installment of our irregular mini-episode series, Missed That Movie. Missed in which one- That Movie! <laughs> okay. Thank you. How's that? <laughs> that's, that's cool, right? That, that worked yeah, out pretty well, right? No, that was great. That's, uh, Stuart, yeah. that's Stuart's new character, Far Away Guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Far Away Guy, how's it going? <laughs> it's not only fall far away he's like falling off a cliff or something there's a doppler effect going on yeah, yeah. we had to he had to step pretty far back to get far away and he fell off the yeah. cliff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so in miss that movie one of us has watched a movie and we describe it to the other ones and they tell us whether they wish we had covered the movie or if they watched it or not and so i watched a movie and i'm going to tell you guys about it are you guys ready strap in boys get ready okay. buckle up Am I being uh, creepy enough? Almost. Almost <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I should get creepier. Almost. Okay. Oil up, boys. <laughs> let's, oh, let's dive into this you one. Did it. You got there. You did <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, so the movie that I watched, I want to tell you about, is the film Brainstorm from 1983, mm. starring Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood in her final film role. She actually died during the production of the movie. Louise Fletcher and Cliff Robertson. That's right. So it is a star-studded cast. That's three Oscar winners, one Oscar nominee in this film directed by Douglas Trumbull, best known as a special effects master, uh, and also directed the movie Silent Running. So, Brainstorm, not to be confused with the movie Brain Scan from 1994, starring Eddie Furlong and Frank Langella. So, sorry guys, we're not talking about Brain Scan tonight, we're talking about Brainstorm. Uh, Are you okay with that? Uh, I mean, uh, let's see. We're talking about brainstorm. I mean, a storm sounds more exciting than a scan. So, yes, yeah, you would. Cool yeah, I mean, you'd be wrong. It's not a very exciting movie, but in, okay. yeah, you'd think a storm would be more exciting than a scan. Now, would you guys rather have your brain stormed though, or would you have your brain scanned? Uh, well, okay. Who's storming it? Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf, the hero <laughs> of the Persian Gulf War. <laughs> 
I'll have to go with scan. Okay, well, but the scan, scan, but the scanning is being done by the scanners, so they're gonna make your head explode. Oh no! I, mean, I really should have. Might as well. Asked, yeah, it's asked a real Hobson's both. choice. You're gonna end up with yeah. a bruised brain either way. Uh, you, Stuart, I Dan, feel bad for all the Normans out there who are never storming. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, what, what other them. nickname do they I get? Mean, you know, like I've got it... a pill that could help them with that. Yeah, like yeah. Glorman. 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 Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Glorman, or Chorman. Like they do Glorman? all the chores or the Chorman. Long Chorman. Yeah, Chorman. yeah Chorman. no, you're right. Yeah. Poor man, poor man, Norman. I mean, that's if he's poor, you're just kicking him when he's down. If he's rich, if you're Seems if unfair. he's rich, it's an ironic nickname, like when you call big guy tiny or a bald uh-huh. guy curly. Yeah. Corman, Norman, or, just a guy who likes Roger Corman movies. Or mm-hmm. when you call or Norman, like Norman Corman, who could just be Roger Corman's brother. Who knows? Norman Corman. Or guys, I got you. It's it's like when you have a really stiff guy, but you call him Stretch. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, a really a stiff, stiff, stiff guy? guy? I don't understand. <laughs> stiff guy. See, Dan likes I, know, I don't really laughing. rate Ellie, my friends by how <laughs> flexible they are. I told a joke. Why I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, am, I am laughing, Stuart, but in no, a different way than normal. You're, Dan's doing a good job. Elliot's not helping me out here. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. I, 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 sorry, it's I got, always... I got, I got distracted looking up Norman Corwin to see if there was a joke about him to be made, and there was not. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, call, call, this, the call the stiff guy Stretch. Yeah, because he's stretching yeah. it all out real stiff. Okay, guys. So, have you ever seen the movie Brainstorm from 1983? No. Okay, well, let me give you a little taste of what we're in for. Let me read you the tagline on the poster. Wait, is this the the one with Eddie Furlong in it? Nope, nope. (laughs) That's brain scan. Easy mistake to make. This is about storming of brains and not scanning of brains. In brain scan, which I have not seen, I have to assume Eddie Furlong is an MRI technician who Uh is... Just making sure people's brains are scanning good. Okay. He plays so, a, he plays he, a video game where a character named Trickster shows up and then swallows his head at one point. It's really great. Wait, he he plays a video game in the movie, so his character is a video game. Well, in a way, yes. <laughs> For parts of the movie, yes, you're actually right. But so no, it's so is this finally that adaptation of Toe Jam and Earl that I've been waiting for for so long? There's it's not unlike Toe Jam and Earl. They <laughs> okay. both have attitude. Uh, they uh-huh. both have names that I guess don't completely make sense in context of the narrative. Yeah. Dan, I'm going to need some help. I got to bounce s- past this one. Now, guys, I haven't I, seen this. I can't help you. I have another question for Stuart. Now, Dan, no. now, Stuart, I've never seen the movie Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Is that about Toe Jam and Earl and the Dying Girl? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. The me is Toe Jam, yes. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm implying, Daniel. Thank the you. Weird, the weird thing is the dying girl is the girl with a pearl earring, which you never would have expected. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's really Toe Jam and Earl and the dying girl with a pearl earring <laughs> on a train. Okay, so here's the tagline on the poster for Brainstorm. The door to the mind is open. Imagine a machine that records sights, sounds, sensations, thoughts, feelings, emotions, even your dreams and nightmares, then at the touch of a button, transfers these personal experiences from one mind to another. Not done with the tagline. Any person, any experience, anything you can imagine. And then the tagline concludes, brainstorm, the ultimate experience. Now that's a lot of text for a poster, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it seems like that last part in and of itself would just be a tagline that you could use. The ultimate experience? No, but they had mm-hmm. to explain what a brainstorm was. It seems uh, like it's, it's also... walking the razor's edge between poster and novella. Yeah, it really, it feels like it is the the text from the back of the paperback of Brainstorm. I mean, do you think that they were um, 
they were afraid that people would think that it was the creativity exercise brainstorming. I think they were afraid people would think it was the movie Brain Scan, which wouldn't come out for 11 more years. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's foresight at least. Now, yeah. Uh, I get a little bit of a side tangent, but when we when I was growing up, I was super into superhero characters, right? Superheroes like Superman, I'm not Batman, familiar with them, etc. <laughs> yes, so, it's Stan. It's a niche thing. Nobody knows about them. So I I bought myself a little notebook, and I was also I was also I got to go on a side side tangent. Uh, I was also really into <laughs> tell us about the brand of notebooks too. Is that what you're going to talk to us about? <laughs> I was also really into Marvel cards because they had uh-huh. like. You know, like they had a picture on the front, and then the back had like a little bit of a little bit of bio, and then like yeah. the power levels. It's li- yeah, it's like, literally a, like ha- your typical trading card. Yeah, it's how I it's how I got into it's how I got into comics but, was Marvel Universe Series Two, the best comic book card yeah. uh, set ever. Yeah, but it's got and how I got to college on. was yeah. by being Anthony Edwards. Yeah, so so I uh, I created my <laughs> own like universe of heroes and villains. In this uh, in this notebook that I was filling out, and they were, it was in the style of those Marvel Marvel cards, mm-hmm. and the like the 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 first hero, the hero that was like my Superman character, was a character named Brainstorm, who's basically Superman but had an exposed brain in a jar. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, DC has three different characters named Brainstorm, that uh, I bet you could still use that name. I mean, but Stuart, I, I don't have to go you- back and t- like. I don't have to go back in time and make myself not create that original character brainstorm, right? Unfortunately, now, yes. You're being sued by Warner Brothers right now. Okay. Uh, does that also include Dot or just Wacko and Yakko? <laughs> <laughs> just the brothers. Dot is yeah. t- is sitting on the sidelines for this one. Okay. Well, just just, point, it's just Yakko just, and Wacko. I mean, I just ultimately, to point out though, Stuart, that you now you're playing uh, like a. A, a brain man in a jar. Oh, in a movie. yeah, yeah. I played two. So your childhood dreams have come true. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's almost like I told this whole tangent within a tangent story as a means to promote my my starring movie. Well, not starring, but movie role as <laughs> Tube Man in the movie Psycho Goreman. That should yeah, be coming on VOD uh, and Shutter in the not too distant future. Uh, and also, we are all brains and jars being fed stimuli that leads us to believe that we are physical beings, so there's that too. Okay, Brainstorm, let's talk about it, guys. So, the opening credits are real, like, kind of 90s PC game-style floating graphics. It looks like the computers and hackers vomited all over the screen. And we're introduced to our two main scientists, Christopher Walken and Louise Fletcher. Louise Fletcher's main character trait is she is tough and also constantly smoking. I think in the first four minutes of the movie, she lights three separate cigarettes uh, in one scene. Uh, they are scientists. They're making kind of a cerebro-type brain helmet that can tran- telepathically transmit sensations to someone else wearing another helmet and can also record those sensations on a huge reel of reel-to-reel digital, uh, like, magnetized tape. That's right. The technology in this is super 80s. It's really fantastic. Everything is as analog as possible. And there's just, like, huge clunky machines everywhere, lots of old video screens and, like, computers where when you want to press a keyboard button you got to press real hard and it makes a big like thunk Mm -hmm. sound it's really fantastic uh they transmit a lot of different sensations using their test subject gordy who is the joker of the group he's constantly just flirting and joking no not gordy howe hockey great gordy howe just a guy named gordy Uh and he he eats a steak gordy (laughs) 
Not no. <laughs> he eats a steak covered with marshmallows, and uh, he briefly puts the helmet on an angry chimp so that Christopher Walken knows what it feels like to be an angry chimp. Uh, he's like, they have him riding horses, riding go-karts. He's with some babes at a water park, and he's transmitting all these sensations to Christopher Walken. Now, obviously, you can just imagine the, uh, the, the amazing applications of being able to transmit sensations to another person, right? Guys, just name them. Just name some of these amazing applications. Well, you could send somebody to a water park with babes. You could have them drive a race mm. car. <laughs> you could have I mean, them. but those are all things people can do already. Oh, right. Um, like, how, how, yeah. would, how would being able to send those sensations to somebody over a helmet and record them on tape, how is that profitable, I, I guess mean, I would say? basically the plot of Strange Days, right? If people like, are recording their memories and yeah. other people get to enjoy that shit. Mm-hmm, that's yeah, true, I guess. You know, it's a way to be inside someone else's mind. You could, One person could watch the movie Gordy about the pig and broadcast it to other people. <laughs> yeah. So they could also see Gordy. Oh, so Dan, you've yeah. seen Brainscan. You've seen Brainstorm. Because that's what happens. That's what happens later in Brainstorm. It becomes I, about the, the who owns the copyright to Gordy, the pig movie. <laughs> because can you copyright the sensation of seeing a film? That's the question that they ask. Here's the thing. Like, sorry, I got hung up on Gordy because I was remembering uh, there was like a questions from the movie Answer Man back when Roger Ebert was alive where someone wrote in and they're like, um, did you actually write like... On the VHS cover of Gordy, it says, Kids Will Squeal Over Gordy. And he's like, good eye. I gave Gordy a bad review. That was a headline that my editor wrote for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so looking at the the poster, the theatrical release poster for Gordy, uh, the quote they have actually there is, Four stars, roll over Beethoven, see a Simba. This is the year of the pig. Wow, so that's pretty big talk. Yes, for a movie about yeah. a pig wearing sunglasses. I think the uh, the quote that they uh, decided not to use was "Scar couldn't kill Simba, but Gordy could." <laughs> uh, so they so Christopher Walken and Louise Fletcher they made a breakthrough. Walken has wants to celebrate. He he rides home on his ridiculously futury recumbent bike uh, to his future house where he has a son and his ex-wife, Natalie Wood. Uh, she also works at the same company. She's going to work at turning this helmet that they've just invented into a product that can be on Christmas store shelves uh, in the near future. And also at this house, I should mention, Christopher Walken has achieved every kid's dream. He has a refrigerator in his bedroom, and it is stocked with soda. What? So mm. he is living the dream. I feel like uh, every kid's dream is getting a uh, a soda gun from a bar in their in their home, so they could just get soda on demand. Oh yeah, just squirt mm-hmm. it right in their mouth. They don't even have to. They don't even have to measure it. It's just like bulk barn. Just uh, just scoop as much as you want at any moment. Type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can be like, no, 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 no. You can put ice in it. Don't worry. You can have as much soda as you want. The ice isn't blocking your soda quantities. <laughs> no, that's how they get you. Is what my dad would say. Anyway. Uh, everyone in this movie, I should mention, is really sedate all the time, like really just kind of, they all seem like they're on some kind of tranquilizer. And we see this the most when they present to the board at their company this amazing invention that allows you to experience exciting things like flying a hang glider right in your own brain. And everybody sitting at the table just looks very pleasantly, just kind of like, huh, okay, sure, all right. Uh, they're, they're literally there at one point uh, they're in a truck that flies over a cliff and crashes and they're just like, Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. This is a good product. And I I gotta, I gotta be honest. I don't know. I, I, I I say this now, you know, like certainly during a pandemic, this product 
would appeal to me to be able to to you know jack into the matrix and experience yeah. things out there. Well, no, no, you're uh, not jacking into the matrix, Dan. You have to get a big reel-to-reel spool of experiences, and then play oh, okay. it on the machine, and then that will go to your helmet. Uh, so, so it's, is there a pitch it, that you just like? But is there like wetware? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no no wetware would be some kind of organic exten, ex, existence type thing. Uh-huh. Okay. This is very much hardware running software. The hardware is the helmet. The software is these big real tapes of so, experiences. So you don't I like carry just... around like a fleshy controller that like nope. that throbs <laughs> slightly while you push it. No, and it doesn't. You don't have to have a port put into your body to okay. operate it or anything like that. It's just a helmet. But I'm Dan, just saying, saying that. No, I you know I'm thinking about like say. Say one of these reels is skydiving, right? If I haven't gotten around to skydiving in my regular life, the things that are keeping me from doing skydiving, I'm not necessarily, I don't think, buying one of these reels so I can skydive through this brain brainstorm. You, wait, well, you guys, wouldn't, wait, just because you haven't skydived, you wouldn't use, you wouldn't ex- want to experience I mean, it? Okay. Sure. Well, Dan only, Dan only, he only does things virtually that he's done in person. That's why he plays Mario Brothers, because he has jumped on turtles yeah. to kill them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, like, I don't know why I went to that one. There's certainly experiences out there that I would never have that I would certainly... Well, Dan, maybe some of them are going to come up here, maybe. Because, for instance, okay. the, I mean, this is an experience I assume you have had. But for some reason, the preview they're showing to these people ends with a sort of glitzy... Ends with you being at a glitzy Hooters where busty ladies have trays of hors d'oeuvres. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, we don't know how that got into the reel. But uh, it, the thing is, the movie is shot in one aspect ratio. And then for these scenes, it's a much wider aspect ratio. And the whole part of it is like, oh, so they invented IMAX, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just IMAX, but it's on a helmet. Uh, I should mention that Christopher... Wa- so the, the, the company loves it. Unfortunately, they want to get the military involved. And Louise Fletcher does not like that idea. She says no but a government scientist gets added to the team because, of course, the military can now put helmets on soldiers and have them record, I guess, what it's like to shoot people and be shot. I don't know what, again, I don't know what sensations are helpful for the military in recording, but uh, maybe we'll find out later. Uh, Christopher Walken, he just he just wants success. He doesn't care how it happens, and he and Louise Fletcher have this weird relationship where they're co-workers, and it's not quite clear if they are in a relationship or not. Walken is always kind of touching her and very kissy with her, and at one point, because they disagree on the the direction of the project, she runs into the ladies' room, and he runs in after her and is just screaming at her in this like futuristic 80s ladies' room, and she has some kind of panic attack or maybe a cardiac event. It's not quite clear yet. But here's, Dan, why you're going to buy this helmet, because... Mm-hmm. What is the real use of a helmet where you can record sensations and then play them back in the comfort of your own home? I'm sure you've guessed Sex it by now. Stuff. Yes, exactly. Because Gordy talks. I one got of the, it right, Stuart. You got it right on the first try. <laughs> oh wow! And okay. It, and so it does what's wonders Dan's for your reputation. Does he get one of these fucking helmets. <laughs> yeah, he gets to. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, Dan's prize is he gets one of these helmets when they're invented. Gordy, that that lovable scamp, has recorded himself having sex with one of the lab technicians and. We almost get a scene where Christopher Walken's 12-year-old son accidentally puts the headset on when that reel is playing, oh, but no. this isn't that kind of movie. So it does, that's, that's, this, if this was a crasser movie, Yeah, it's not uh, like Squid and the Whale happen. or something. No, no, but instead... Yeah. <laughs> like the Squid and the Whale. So, so what version that's of Squid and the Whale has a scene a like that? Movie. I thought it was the one with the helmet. <laughs> I mean, he wiped... The one with he the memory wipe, helmet. He does wipe some semen on some library books and that, but I, I, I would not have... Yeah, I wouldn't go with that one. 
So what was it? Was it a specific book that he was wiping the semen on? Is that what he gets off on? Is that that he's disrespecting <laughs> that one book? Like, take this Mein Kampf. And I he think just it's wipes just a, semen on it? a general, you know, like acting out kind of thing going on. I see. Uh, no, he there's there's none of that in this. There's no helmets in the squid and the whale, and there's no on camera <laughs> semen in this. Okay. Uh, but here's another here's another way <laughs> here's another way this <laughs> plenty of off camera semen flooded yeah. with. Oh, you've got to semen. well in just inside the testicles of all the male members of the cast. You have to assume. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, you know? I guess and it's kind of like a building block of all the people in the movie too, right? I mean, you got to assume this a movie was made block. in. 19, I don't. I mean, it was shot I, in 1982, and you couldn't hold on. You could not yet create a human life and then raise it to adulthood <laughs> without, in some way, using human semen. So you got to assume go, it was used for everyone on the film. Yeah. yeah. Let's go backwards, though. Technically, to call it a building. To call it a building block, though, I don't. I as a as a point of semantics and biology, I don't know that. Like, like you know, the semen obviously fertilizes the egg. We all know the story, but I don't yeah. know if you can call it a building Look, we block. We all know the tale. We all know the famous like, love story. Stewart's arm isn't made up of a bunch of semen. Uh, what? <laughs> it's not like. Okay. Anyway, let's let's move on. I think I, wanna... I, I am. You know what? As judge of this episode, I'm going to allow I'm going to allow building block, uh, even though that that now creates in my mind an image of like dried sperm used into it put in like a Lego type mold, yeah. and mm-hmm. put together into some sort of uh, <laughs> licensed maybe Hogwarts castle set. Oh, okay, uh, but yeah. not not going to think about that. But here's another use for it aside from sex stuff, where Dan's mind uh-huh. instantly went to uh, Christopher Walken. He gets a glimpse of a tape that his ex-wife recorded on it and sees her feelings about him, but also the memories of their marriage, which involve mostly him being a real jerk. He hands a dirty diaper, a kid with a dirty diaper to one point, and one at their wedding, there's just, it's the strangest memories. He starts talking about, let's do the twist, in like a vampire voice at their mm-hmm. wedding. It's very, they're very Christopher walken memories, and he gives her a reel of his memories, which are mostly him kind of explaining the Wright brothers to her at a trip they must have taken to Kitty Hawk. Um, this allows them to have a moment of emotional connection. They have a night of hanging out together, reenacting their wedding, and having sex. And it ends with them back together as a couple and him making fart noises to make her laugh. The most romantic thing that someone yeah. can do. I mean, that sounds, I mean, that sounds oddly charming. I'd like to see Christopher Walken do those things. Uh, well, Brainstorm is the movie for you, but watch out. Hey friends, Jesse here, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have some really great news to share with you. This year has brought a lot of changes for all of us. And one tradition that we were grateful to be able to hold on to is our annual pin sale to benefit charity. This year, through your generosity and love of pins, you helped raise $95,400 for Give Directly. If you're a member and you bought pins, they'll ship in January. In the meantime, your support will provide direct cash relief to families impacted by COVID-19 across the United States. Even in this incredibly tough year, the Max Fund community remains extraordinarily kind. And whether or not you bought pins, you can continue to help by heading to givedirectly.org. And as always, thank you. Guys, can we pitch a can we pitch a TV show called Christopher Walken's Memories? <laughs> sure. Okay. Let tell me what it's like. I'm the executive. Um, I'm it. now. First, you have Christopher Walken for this show. <laughs> I haven't nailed him down per se. I, I mean, don't do that because that. Yes, I, assume, 
I don't want you to actually nail him to anything. Yeah, I assumed that he'd be interested in the 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 um the property once I explained it to him. Because okay. you know, we come across it's you know it's sort of a masterpiece theater slash masterpiece theater situation. Uh-huh. Okay, where we come across Christopher Walken, you know, in his leather chair in his library, you know, uh, by the fire. Uh-huh. Sure. And he opens a book. Of, the library uh, is on fire? A leather-bound book. <laughs> a leather, you know, well, there's a fire in the fireplace. So. A leather fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, a leather fire. That sounds like an indie band, leather fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He opens a leather-bound, uh, you know, photo album, and uh, he starts telling us the story of one of his memories, and then we sort of enter the memory. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, kind of the way that of Mario like jumps through a painting. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. And now, uh, Christopher, so what, what kind of memories? These would be memories of him and his famous pals making movies together? Yeah, yeah. You know. Or is it like memories of, of the bakery that his family owned when he was a kid? It's it's mostly him hanging around the set of uh, Weapon of Choice, the Spike Jones uh, Fat Boy Slim video just that one around. shoot not any of the other things he made <laughs> just mostly just that. weapon of choice well okay. that's well we ha- we have the rights to that right now and then we're, we're you do so you don't have christopher lock- walken yet but you have <laughs> no, the rights to weapon of choice we don't have that we can, well i mean weirdly sony owns his memories of that shoot the rest of it is under you know just christopher walken yeah. himself but sony oh, so you, ha- you have so you have sony you have sony on board already Yes, Sony okay. is on board. Of course, I mean that's huge. You should have mentioned that right away. Right away, because I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know why you I'm from, pitching it to you. Honestly, I don't know. I've got well, Sony on board. Yeah, but Sony doesn't have a streaming platform. My <laughs> name's hi. Maybe we need to meet. My name's Billy Netflix. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Are you anyway, any relation to the streaming service? <laughs> no, actually, I work at Hulu. That's why you're talking to me. It's actually, it's my family, my family, when we first came over from Greece, we were Netflixopolis. Uh-huh. It was changed to Ellis Island to Netflix. Uh-huh. And it's just a coincidence that I happen to be in the streaming industry. I'm a development executive at Hulu. Oh, but okay. anyway, so why should Hulu be interested in, I'm going to call it Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Peace Theater. Uh, why, what, what makes you think that this is a show that works on Netflix, uh, or uh, sorry, on Hulu? Like I was thinking of myself. Because uh, let me tell you what Hulu is all about. Hulu is about providing the most incredible syndicated and original programming and then packaging them in a menu that makes it nearly impossible to find the things that you want to watch that's the hulu mission statement that's our big objective is we want to tantalize you with the knowledge that there are shows you want to watch and yet you cannot find them and my favorite thing is when you when you find a show that you want to watch and you are on an episode and you're like wait a minute i want to see a different episode it's like well no 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 figuring it out we don't want you to do that. We want you, and if you finish an episode, we want you to watch that same episode the next time uh-huh. you come on Hulu. Yep. Just because we know you watched it and enjoyed it. Hulu is all about making you really work for the enjoyment, mm-hmm. and we think you're gonna like it more because, for instance, okay, have you guys ever ran a marathon? No. no. Okay, that's Dan, not a good analogy. Dan didn't then. respond. I was, no, I no, I haven't. I uh, 5K, okay, okay. How about this? I, what I about what about skydiving? Have you guys ever skydove? No, I haven't done that. Would you put a helmet on your head that gives you the impressions of skydiving? That actually, mm, I'd, I'd be, be kind of into that. Okay, well, we don't have that technology, but if we did, we would make it very difficult to access the thing you want to do. In fact, we'd make it difficult for you to find the helmet. We'd probably paint it like invisible paint, so you couldn't. You'd have to stumble around feeling for it. But anyway, so Christopher Walken, you got him for the project. Yeah. Uh, well, again, we we haven't locked down his memories beyond 
uh, him being on the set of Weapon of Choice. But I think that, you know, if we're in negotiations, we could have him being on the set of all, all kinds of things. We could have his memories from being on the set of Pennies from Heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's just in one scene, but okay, sure. From being on the set of Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Uh, his memories of being on the set for uh, that live production of Peter Pan. Sure, where he was kept in a chair. Where he just like sh- yeah. shuffled around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he was playing the part of he was playing the part of Captain Hook who with with calcium density issues. A lot of people don't know that that's the way he was playing that character. Because where is he going to get enough calcium in Never Never Land? I've, I don't see any cows. There's no milk or cheese. Uh-huh. Answer me, guys, Answer guys. me the question, Dan. Dan, where's Captain Hook getting his milk from? Answer me. Um, maybe he milks that alligator that's why he's Go so on. mad i mean sure it doesn't make any sense but maybe never neverland alligators are mammals and and feed live young milk from their own bodies sure mm-hmm. hey speaking of bad streaming interfaces so i signed up for because we Go wanted on. to watch because we eventually want to watch the new bill and ted movie oh, okay like i was watching the old ones with um some friends and audrey who hadn't seen it and uh we signed up for stars because, like, you could get a free month, and and they spell what, it in what, a fun way. Yeah, they spell it in yeah. a fun way. That Z makes me know that that's a party. But I was even using... though Z is usually the letter people use to register sleeping. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. like a slumber party. <laughs> but I, if you use the stars app, all and you go to their movies section, they just have all of their Real movies. Real quick, Dan. In a sorry big... to interrupt. Uh, sorry. Is movies spelled with a Z at the end? <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are old-fashioned non-party movies um, or s- non-sleeping movies. But if you go to the movie so they section... Don't have, so they don't have Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks and they don't have Sleep, the Andy Warhol experimental film. <laughs> right. Um, no, I'm just saying that like all of their movies are just sort of dumped in a section... Uh, no, like genre divisions and not alphabetized. You just have to scroll <laughs> through their. Well, that's so wait, do, they have, do they have Slumber Party Massacre with it, which is both a sleeping movie and a party movie? Uh, I think they cancel each other out, so that's allowed. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's a double negative. Uh, Dan, uh, you may not realize that Stars' uh, tagline is actually a big old dump of movies. <laughs> so, guys, let me tell you about what happens in this movie. So, okay, sorry. Uh, the army wants to use it for obvious reasons, but its best applications are for sex, or are they? Because one of the one of Christopher Walken's co-workers, he get, takes that sex tape home and becomes addicted to it. Although yeah. he soon feels fine. He gets over it pretty quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Robert when, Palmer, he's addicted to love. Uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, sure. Uh, and he's also, uh, what's the other song they did? Simply Irresistible? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did he have any other songs? Those are kind of the same song, right? <laughs> They're the same song. <laughs> yeah. I believe they basically have the same video as well. Yeah, but. it's just those ladies dancing. So <laughs> one night in the lab, Louise Fletcher, she accidentally seems to cut her wrist on a boombox, if I understood correctly, mm-hmm. and <laughs> has a heart attack and dies. And she records her dying sensations using the helmet. Now Christopher Walken's in charge of the project, and he tries to play back that tape, but it's too much for him. So he sets up his computer machine so that it's not as intense as it otherwise would be. call them computers. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Uh, any, <laughs> any, and uh, the, the so government just, guys— So like, just like moves the intensity slider down so it isn't quite as intense? I mean, intense. kind of. He, tur- he turns off a few of the sensory outputs, but the government guys, they tap into the feed and play it to Gordy, and they do not make it safer, and Gordy dies while listening to it. Mm. And— 
Christopher Walken experiences the sensation of Louise Fletcher dying and then her soul leaving her body and entering a universe of bubbles containing her memories. It's too much for him. He wakes up in the hospital and his boss is like, I'm pissed at you. This tape is locked away and I'm played by Cliff Robertson. So I know a thing or two about scientific experimentation. That's right. I was in the movie Charlie. I won an Academy Award for it, dude. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whoa, okay, okay. I also have an Academy Award. I won an Academy Award too. And Louise Fletcher, whose character has died, is like, I also have one. So they talk about their Academy Awards for a little bit. Christopher Walken, though, he's determined to play that tape to the end. He gets tipped off to hack into the computers of the company, the computer machines, Dan, and uh, Mm -hmm. use look for a project file called Brainstorm. This appears to be a secret government project to record the minds of people having extreme psychotic episodes so that they can, I don't know, throw it at people in war. I'm not quite (laughs) sure, again, what the plan is. Here, put this helmet on. Yeah, and it's one of these movies where Christopher Walken hacks in and and someone's like, hey, he's trying to hack into the system. And the other guy's like, hold on, let him do it. I want to see how far he can get. And he yeah. gets all the way. He ha- yeah. he gets the, the thing that he wants. And it's so Will they put the like yeah. will they put the helmets on like a little flying guillotine contraption and guys will have to like <laughs> you got try to. And chuck them yeah. onto so the it, enemy's heads? So, so it lands on their head and then make drives them in yeah, yeah. And drives them psychotic. Yeah, I have to assume that's what it is. Uh the no no word on the one armed boxer program that the uh <laughs> yeah. that they were also putting together. Uh so he plays that psycho- psychosis thing that's too much. He rips his helmet off, but uh-oh, this is the kind of movie where his 12-year-old son will put on the helmet and experience an extreme psychotic break. So that happens. Oh. Now Christopher Walken is taking it personally. Now, he's is so mad. Now, is that played for laughs, or is it No, serious? it is not played. <laughs> he's not like, going. No, it's, it's, it's played for tragedies. It's, it's played for tears. Uh, his boss is like, back off, take a vacation. So he does. He and Natalie Wood go on a vacation together, but it's all a ruse. They pretend to have a public fight while they're being spied on, and their fight is hilarious. She goes, you go to hell. And he goes, you go to hell too. And she goes, you go to hell. And he goes, you go to hell. Go to hell. They just say go to hell to each other a bunch of times. They storm well, out. Well, David, a- David Mamet wrote that fight for them. That's why oh. <laughs> oh, it's very re- repetition-based. Yeah, I mean, it if was they all use the Meisner re- technique, they could really make it sing. But it was all a trick to escape surveillance uh, they go to their separate places, and while they talk on the phone and pretend to have a meaningful conversation about the relationship, they're actually both hacking into Brainstorm. Christopher Walken manages to hack into the assembly line making Brainstorm helmets and makes the robots go haywire. They're shooting fire hoses at security guards. The factory is filling up with foam. It's real silly. Uh, and then Christopher Walken loads in Louise Fletcher's death tape. He re-enters that crazy vision of a world where memory bubbles are flying around, and he gets... I forget why, but he has to run away. He gets pulled out of the system. He has a now he has a mobile computer that I don't remember him that he brought to the on the vacation with him. He uses it on a payphone and he dials up that death tape again. This time he watches it all the way and he sees that's right. Louise Fletcher has recorded hell and heaven in it. There's a very Whoa. a very goopy kind of like in the mouth of madness hell that you see for a moment. And then he ascends from Earth into space and is watching angels floating towards heaven and. Basically, and do dies. the angels look what? normal style, or do they look like Old Testament style, where they're like, I don't know, like a flame with a crown and like a spiral of goat legs? Or well, is it kinda... like that movie where like they fight all those angels that we watched and the angels Legion? Really weak? The... Legion? Okay. Were the Legion? Yeah. Legion, where the angels were actually weaker than normal humans. Classic <laughs> yeah. bit. Uh, they are. They look kind of like fluttery sheets, like a sheets fluttering in on a clothesline. So they're not. Not sheets. The uh, the the convenience store. 
no, not no, uh, not like that. Uh, it's they're like uh, it doesn't look like an angel where it's a person with wings, and it also yeah, it's not an Old Testament angel where it's just a aliens flying saucer that primitive people saw and thought was a divine thing. Yeah. Chariots of the gods, guys, look it up. How could pyramids, a very simple shape that anyone any child can make out of blocks, how could that? emerge in two different parts of the world at the same time unless aliens were coming down to build pyramids so that predators could hunt aliens and xenomorphs in them guys explain to me how is it possible guys just open the stargate in your mind you know i know two people invented the telephone and two people invented the telegraph and two people invented the television separately and the theory of natural selection also come up with by multiple different people but pyramids only one possible explanation Aliens flying around the globe, dropping pyramid seeds like a regular Johnny pyramid seed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll fact check that with my Time Life uh, Mysteries of the Un- Unknown series, and I'll get back to you, Elliot. That'd be great. What if they—do you think there's a guy who has does the new editions, and he's like, I have to fact check and make sure all these things are still unknown. Oh, wait, we know about this now. <laughs> Remove it from the book. Uh, or do, you, do they, like, send out updates to people where they're like, hey— <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, we know the Loch Ness Monster was a fake now. So Addendum, uh, <laughs> please insert this into book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he, he, Chris Walken seems to collapse and die, and Natalie Wood is like, come back, come back, come back. And he goes, okay, and gets up, and he goes, things are great, I love you. And they f- become a memory bubble in space, and then the credits roll. So Wait. it ends with Christopher Walken having a transcendent vision of heaven uh, and realizing that, ooh, heaven is a place on Earth for them. Uh, so, guys, that's Brainstorm. The but film they are a bubble at the end? I well, don't... all memories become bubbles. It's more a way to graphically transition out bubbles. of the film than anything else. Okay. So it's, this is like, this movie is like if in Flatliners, Go instead on. of dying, they rented the movie Flatliners, uh-huh. and they experienced what it would be like for their character in Flatliners to die. Yeah. Through the movie. What yes. a cast in that Flatliners, am I right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You know? So many Julia young stars. Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, Boris Karloff, Lillian Gish, <laughs> Al Jarreau, Louis yep. Armstrong, from the Thin Man. A- Asta the, the Thin Man Dog, Lassie, Rin Tin Tin, Cuffs, <laughs> all the big dogs. It was Cuffs a dog. <laughs> Cuffs is a movie that features Cuffs Tony Goldwyn and Christian Slater and Mia uh, So what am I thinking? And is there a dog in it? Probably. I mean, I, <laughs> don't most movies have a stipulation that there has to be at least one dog in it or else it isn't technically a movie? Yeah, that's yeah. the 13th Amendment. Yeah. Actually, the 13th Amendment is the anti-slavery amendment. I should have chosen a, a less important <laughs> amendment to say that about. Let's yeah, say that, <laughs> let's yeah, say let's that the, like what number is the ones. amendment that lowered the voting age to 18? That could be yeah, it. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, but guys, so Brainstorm is a story of science gone amok and uh-huh. people being very calm and occasion and in one part in one part you do see boobs. So oh, that's great. is Brainstorm a movie that you are glad you missed, uh-huh. sad you missed, or you have to go unmiss it? Yeah, that's, that's I don't know. It sounds pretty it sounds pretty good. Like I'm tempted to say had to go unmiss it. Like I'm gonna go watch it right now. Uh, how does one watch Brainstorm? Do I have to go back in time? What's I mean, going back in time to 1983 when it was in the theaters would help. I I recorded it off of Turner Classic Movies. I don't know if it's brain streaming anywhere. Oh, so I can uh, just go to Elliot's house and watch it. No, I deleted it from my DVR after I watched it. <laughs> that seems inconsiderate to Stuart. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, already true. halfway there. Uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm in a car. I mean, 
That's why I'm and you, and in, so good. You're in like Kansas right now, like kind of halfway between you and me. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to say, I mean, like, uh, I'll just go with sad I missed it because, um, you know, I mean, part of me wants to unmiss it, but uh, I, if, look, Silent Running is, is great, but it's not known for being zippy. And I got, I've got a feeling that Brainstorm also might have that, uh, that Trumbull drag to it. And uh, just because I haven't heard much about this movie. You would be correct. It is a, it is a movie that really takes its time all the time. Yeah. And I did and I also I didn't mention the subplot about Christopher Walken selling his house. Oh wow. That <laughs> and, sounds interesting. And having second thoughts about that. There's some there's some other stuff going on with uh with some of the other characters. It's there's I didn't tell you everything that was going on in it. Uh it is yeah, it's a slow movie. It's a slow stately movie. It's like a it's like the Barry Lyndon of science fiction movies. Oh, so it's beautiful. In that it was all in and that it was all lit with candles. I mean, it's beautiful if you like looking at old analog 80s technology, which I do. Honestly, that's the highlight yeah. for me is just seeing all these old computer monitors and like stuff like that. But there is a scene where Christopher Walken learns they are assembling brainstorm helmets to send out to consumers. And he's just watching the, fa- the assembly line for quite some time, at least four minutes, I think. Three or four minutes. He's just standing there watching robots moving stuff as if we've never seen an assembly line before. Yeah. That sounds great. Do you do you think that Douglas Trumbull ever got Dalton Trumbo's mail by accident? Probably. Well, they lived together. They were roommates, so all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. Well, that was all I had. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Hey Stuart, do you have any any other na- jokes about people whose names sound kind of like Douglas Trumbull? <laughs> kind of like. Okay. Um. Uh. uh wait. Mm-hmm. I I do. Trouble, big crumble in Little China. Yeah, sure. Wait a minute. (laughs) I mean, we all know the famous story of when the movie Nothing But Trouble came out, and Douglas Trumbull sued them, thinking it was called Nothing But Trouble. Uh, uh, (laughs) I don't appear in this movie. He was like, he was like, wait a second, have they been following all my movements with with hidden cameras so Uh they can make a movie about me? I didn't agree to this, Dan Aykroyd, you perv. Uh And then he sued him in court in the case of Trumbull v. Trouble, Uh and of course. The judge quickly was able to put things across. The judge made it through the first 25 yes. minutes or so of nothing but trouble before having a serious psychotic break of his own and having to give up. And uh, and at that point, it was just, it was considered that Douglas Trumbull dropped the case and uh, nothing but trouble was marked unfit for human viewing by, yes. the, by the FDA. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> it was put in a barrel and sent to that. That medical supply shop from Return of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it was rated R for real bad. Yeah, <laughs> and it was uh, this whole story was collected in the movie Trumbull with the Curve, right? Yes, <laughs> yep, exactly. You did, it. you did it. We pulled it all together. I it. Now yes. I can finally rest. Let me just walk over to this freshly dug grave, climb in, and pull dirt on <laughs> just top lay, of myself. Lie down in there. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well. Well, we did it, guys. This has been uh, another Miss That Movie. Uh-huh. We missed the movie. If anyone has thoughts about Brainstorm or this episode, please write to Dan McCoy at his home address, uh-huh. Daniel McCoy, 123 Fake Street, uh-huh. Anytown, USA, Brooklyn, New York, or just write to the Flophouse Podcast. I don't have the email address off the top of my head. We can find it on the website, 
the URL of which I also don't remember. Please feel free to tweet about the podcast, Instagram about the podcast, or TikTok about the podcast. Anything you want to do to help us spread the word of the Flophouse. Uh, I want to give thanks to my boys, Dan McCoy and Stuart Wellington. And also in a very realer sense, my boys, the TV show, an underrated gem. And to our editor, Jordan Cowling, for hopefully making this episode make some sort of semblance of sense. Uh, Guys, do you have any final words before I murder both of you at the end of the episode? (laughs) The mm. final, my final words are the email is theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. How was I to and, remember that? And the website is www.flophousepodcast.com. So the email is the Flophouse Podcast, but the website like, is just Flophouse Podcast. Here's, here's the answer to that question, the implied question there. You didn't actually answer one, but ask oh, yeah, no, one. I mean, I, okay, I'll ask you. My real question is, what happened to brand standardization, Dan, across the line? <laughs> well, the answer is, uh, back when we started this podcast, no one thought it would be worth a lick. And <laughs> that we would have listeners who would care, and that there was a reason that we would need to optimize, uh, you know, like yeah. uh, growth, funnel people into the right places. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of real shoddy work got done in those first few years. But luckily, luckily, luckily worked... it's a tight, mean machine now. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and we uh, push through it, and, and we are now worth one lick or one yeah. third of a Tootsie Roll pop. Stuart, uh, what did you want to say? I just want to say, uh, on the subject of streaming services that are not uh, particularly well organized, HBO Max, not a very good service to use. It, uh, it fails half the time, and when I do get to use it, it takes me forever to navigate the menus. Now, I love HBO Max in some ways. I don't like that I cannot use it on my Roku brand television and instead uh-huh. have to stream it off my laptop uh, using a program that I purchased for that purpose. But here's the great thing about HBO Max. If I'm looking for a particular Looney Tunes cartoon, HBO Max uh-huh. says, no, 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 no. I can't find those. I'm going to give you all of them. And it means that I never know what Looney Tunes cartoon I'm going to yeah. show my children because I can't find the particular one I'm looking for. You just watch The Undoing with them. They'll find <laughs> they get to watch they, like- uh, they get to watch Hugh Grant's shockingly more lined face than I expected and Nicole Kidman's <laughs> alabaster like uh unlined face. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's it's kind of a like a, a study in contrast. It's a collection of faces. <laughs> What are you going to do with that I mean, collection? I don't know. Trade it. Trade it for I mean, more faces. That is, something that, a, that is something a serial killer would have, is a collection of faces. <laughs> like in the Glenn Danzig film, Veronica. Uh, yeah. but, uh, Guys, the, the wheels have come off of this. The wheels are no longer on the bus. They are off the bus. And the bus is skidding over a cliff to explode, as in the season and series finale of The Young Ones. And so I will thank my co-hosts, Dan and Stuart, and I'll thank you, the listener. And I'll say... Good night. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.